Welcome to the Stiffs Podcast with me, Sam Mason, and my ex-teammates, Dave Edwards and Gav Cowan. Enjoy. Right, welcome everybody. Episode 2, Series 3. Um, had some nice feedback from the first podcast, lads. Uh, a lot of people on their way on their holidays, listening to it on the plane. A couple of my, one of my mates just flown out to Spain, downloaded the podcast to listen to. Said that would make the journey fly by. Decent, same. Had loads of good feedback. Where do you think most people listen to our podcast? In the car, I reckon. Commute. I, go on. What do you think, Gav? <sighs> on the sofa in the pants. <laughs> running, isn't it? Running uh, running's a good one. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. That's what I get most feedback about running. Yeah. We, should, we should try and get some statistics on it, shouldn't we? Be interesting. Are you, in, you in charge of that? <laughs> we'll give that, we'll give that job We've just been saying how poor we are in, in areas of like social media and YouTube and stuff like that. Well, we're going to have a big push on that. I'll mention that, I'll mention that at the end about YouTube. Have a big push on yeah. it because we need, some, we need some more subscribers. Um, so we're back in, in the Stiffs HQ. Gav, somehow we went for a bit of a social, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago after the crossbar um, evening. Yeah. And we came back in. Anybody was calling it the Summer House. I thought that yeah. was belittling no, I didn't to the venue. Yeah. I was like, it's not a summer house, it's it's in the Stiff's yeah. headquarters. ITS HQ. Yeah, yeah IT. definitely. <laughs> That's what it's built for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, it's yeah. the only reason. I didn't yeah. like it, but we can't exactly say where we are, can we? Because we don't want like, loads of groupies and things hanging around outside doing fans. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're in Telford, though, aren't we? We're in Telford. Yeah, yeah. Dave won't drive a Tesla over there. Tesla over no, to Telford because no, no. he said it's too rough. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pick him up on the horses. <laughs> Um, right, anyway, so uh, Dave, how's your mum enjoyed the podcast? So, first, first episode? Yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Enjoyed it? Yeah, she was, at, she, she was away, actually, on holiday, and she listened to it over there, yeah. It. What about the feedback from the wives? Um, Are your wives quite good? Holly, Holly hasn't listened to it yet. What? The first one. Nah. Oh. She ain't doing anything, so I don't know why. <laughs> nah, Emma, Emma listened to it, yeah. So she Straight went away it. with my mum on holiday, and she, they said they were listening to it on the plane on the way oh, back. Right. So, yeah, good feedback. Feedback from Emma, she liked it. Yeah. Have you two listened to it? I haven't listened to it yet, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't listened to it yet. Are, you not, are we leaving it then? Should I was, in, some, I was in it. Else I was in it. Not, the cowards not bothering? <laughs> I was here. <laughs> yeah, but can you, you can't always remember yeah, what you no, said, can no, you? Yeah, no, it's poor from me. But no, what, what do you think? What do you think? You um, well, Ho- yeah, well, Holly said, um, I've got to stop trying to be funny all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, obviously, I think I'm funny, but Holly's like, you're not I've been telling you that for years. He said, and she said, Sam, what you started doing again, interrupting people. So I said I'll try not to do that. I don't believe it. A bit of a break, old habits. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah. I I'm, I'm not going to say anything, glass houses I've and all that. I've fallen back into my old ways, but anyway, never mind, apologies about that. Right, pre-season, I thought we'd talk a little bit about pre-season now, because Gavin, you've just took your team away to the Isle of Man, haven't you, for a yeah. few days? Yeah. So we've all been on pre-season tours, like I've, I mean, we, I've done Denmark, Spain, Ireland, various bits, and I think back in a few years ago... I couldn't really differentiate between pre-season and post-season because we used to end up having a few nights out <laughs> yeah. and stuff. But talk to me about the aims of that and what's, what's the idea behind you going Isle of Man with your team for three days, Gav? For me, I think everybody will have a different reason, but for me, I, I retained probably about eight or nine of the group. Everyone was out of contract, but I retained eight or nine and then brought another eight or nine into the group. So we've got 18, 19. For me, I just think what you can do in three days in, around bonding and camaraderie can't do in three months if you were just to be here and go through your normal training regime so like for us the purpose was definitely go out there and do some conditioning so we went on the Friday via ferry we trained when we got there on the Friday had a meal Friday night players had a curfew which 
amazingly they stuck to credit to them as far as you know as far as I know yeah yeah. out the fire exits 100% well you always yeah and listen you have to trust your players don't you so (laughs) maybe the manager used to trust you (laughs) no no definitely not and I I sort of said that to them but they at 12 o'clock they you know we'd had a walk down and just had a look in a couple of the bars and a few of them were in there and it was fine and they were all good and then they um, they all sort of made their way back which was fine we stayed out a little bit later, the staff. But yeah, I suppose you, you find out Saturday morning. I think the best thing about my group is, and which is good about any group, what they will do is like when it's time to have fun and obviously bond and stuff like that, they will do it and with bells on. But also when it's time to work, they'll do that as well. And, and we found out, so the Saturday morning we trained, um, brilliant facility, uh, private schools, really good. Then we took them off, uh, got them back, got them into the sea at the Isle of Man again recovery it was labelled but obviously it was uh, interesting to see some of the lads getting in the cold sea then they had a bit of downtime and we had the game in the evening and then they had a bit of a night out between themselves on the Saturday and then we came back uh, Sunday evening so again we had breakfast together so there was a lot of like team bonding there a lot of camaraderie but we got the conditioning in a lot of lads got minutes in their legs so it literally couldn't have gone any better for me and everybody came Was that organised before you got the, the manager job no. something that you went to the chairman and said I want to do this yeah it was amazing really because I went to the I went to the coach nothing they've done before and I just I just felt as though look, look you know if you're bringing in a, a group of players that don't know each other it was imperative to like you know your preparation for the season so yeah it hadn't been done before they were really on board of it wanting to support me in that and um, the players you know took it really and seriously and obviously it's completely different from when we went away on pre-season because you're part-time yeah so a lot of the lads have day jobs was that an issue for anyone this is why I arranged it really early just to give them notice and and again you know with, with us we understand that some of the lads have got jobs but they also have an expectation of being in around the football club you know they they get paid r- relatively well and they know they've got a commitment to the club so if we if we give them enough notice they know that you know they need to be a part of it and again it's, it's their investment as well because they want to be in a team so I get to see the commitment from the players and and honestly their their behavior the way they conducted themselves the way they could flip between, you know, having fun and working hard was really commendable to them. And, and what we've got out of it, I think, and this with the feedback I get from the players and the feeling around the place is it's just been massive for us. I think a lot of people go pre-season tours now, don't they? A lot of it's marketing, isn't it, for the big for the big teams? Yeah, it's more important maybe for non-league for non-league team to go with a part-time team. Yeah, that's why I said at the top of it. Together, the, the, brilliant, yeah. That's why I said at the top of it. The purpose is different for everyone. Ours was yeah, nothing to do with marketing. Although, funny enough, I, I did. I did ask our social media guy to come out because I wanted to document it because the club haven't ever done anything like that. I think it's brilliant. What will be coming out soon is we've got a, a whole uh, uh, loads of video footage and images in in like one big collective all video, nothing, all or nothing. Yeah, sort of that that type of thing, just for the but very very much shorter, you know, just for the supporters to see it because only some of them could come over. But then equally, the people at the club who have backed it, you know, great memories and great to see that you know what their money's going towards. So it was a brilliant exercise for us, massive. Obviously, Dave, you've like you've been sort of in the new era, but when you were younger, you was like a bit, a bit different time. So you must see a massive difference in pre-season how the lads come back. Like, you oh know, yeah, you know, what shape they're in? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I remember when you first started the first couple of weeks to get yourself back so into pre-season shape. Pre-season would just be, wouldn't it? Basically, you get a blip, like a bin liner on, and you're just sweating off yeah. the summer on. Even I used, to, I used to do that when I first started in the off season. I'd run doing yeah. that I don't know there's no science really behind that is there I don't think or too much but I used to be all the time bin liners around Ponsbury Hill and trying to sweat it think it was sweating it out and yeah. I remember we had Jim Barron we were at Northampton and he was like no water don't drink water don't touch the water yeah water's for the week yeah. and they'd be like, like dry lips and everything running like five miles brilliant yeah there wasn't any science behind it but yeah. I think nowadays pre-season is 
is different, isn't it? Yeah. It's a different it's a different aim for preseason, I think. Whereas it used to be like you wouldn't touch a ball. It's suddenly I remember on the sand dunes and we just wouldn't touch a football. But now it's straight into tactics, aren't they? And like you'll probably be working on shape and things as well. Yeah. Aren't you, well, when I when I finished at Solihull, it was definitely creeping in. You know, you're coming back knowing that you've got to hit the ground running. Everyone's but- but, but my lads, when they come back, I mean, we did, um, we did like, obviously the the usual testing. We did the fat testing, and we did the, every, you know, the weights, and obviously that did the watt bikes, that do all their power. So all that's recording, and then we do it at a later date. I'm I'm very invested in fartlek training as well, so I'm really big on working with the ball. I think that's important. I think that's like new age football, isn't it? But I do still believe that you're without the football for 87 minutes, so you do need to do your work. And I think part time psychologically, the lads need to. Yeah, even if it's like three sets of four minutes, we we do do a lot of that. So my lads came back in impeccable shape, which was brilliant for me because it probably saved me ten to fourteen days. Yeah. So the the plan just changed. Like we, we had a, obviously one for if they didn't and one if they did, but it's probably given us another ten to fourteen days of extra planning, educating on how we want to play. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's massive. So from a player's point of view, you come back and you just don't want to be behind. So yeah, you being in shape at the end of the season, it's more about just kind of resting your legs a little bit you don't let yourself go at all really you might have a few days on holiday where you drink and eat what you want but you're still in the back of your mind keeping yourself ticking over then obviously for the manager's point of view say having the lads come back in ready meaning you can have six weeks just working on strategy shape all that stuff is is massive but you it's more of an an embarrassment i think now as a player if i come back and didn't, it didn't really happen. I, I always had that embarrassment. If I was going to go back and I wasn't in shape, it's not like it used to be where you're, oh, he's a jack the lad, he's put on a couple of stone yeah, and yeah. we're going to run off first two weeks of just running. Yeah. Even, I've said it before on the podcast about when I was younger, if, if you're eating salads and stuff like that, you're going to get ridiculed for that. Whereas now it's the complete opposite. If yeah, you're the one eating track. chocolate and doing all that, then yeah. you're getting yeah. ridiculed a little bit. So it's changed completely, but there's no way at all now professional footballer and sort of any level now can go back in out of shape because well, straight away the manager will disregard you as you said you you talk yeah you talk about your players being committed that shows the player's not committed doesn't yeah, it straight yeah. away they're not Absolutely. looking after themselves so yeah you, you can't afford to do it and as well like all players are different like we have got two players that have come a little bit you know out of what you'd want them to be but they're just it's their natural state of body so we understand that, you know, they could have done absolutely everything yeah, to come back. Differently, these, these are two lads that when they start getting into the games and obviously, you know, we've, we're, we're keeping, we're monitoring them, but they're all, they're already getting towards where they need to be. And, and we're now, I think we just said, we're, I'm 12 days away from the season. And I always talk about get, getting the, um, getting the work in your legs, staying healthy. That's the first sort of few games. Then you start building on the education and then the, the competitiveness comes in. Really, we were able to get our competitive competitiveness in around the Burton game which was last week which ordinarily that would probably happen tomorrow night which is our penultimate game before uh, the season starts so we're we're a good 10-14 days ahead of where I thought we were going to be so I'm happy with that was it very somewhere did a few of the teams came back ridiculously early didn't they like Premier League teams yeah that's quite interesting I think again this will this become the norm I think you see the logic behind it. it makes sense Burnley came back in after like three weeks yeah. they had 10 days or so in I don't remember the exact numbers did a bit of training to keep ticking over and then they went away again had another couple of weeks break and then back in for pre-season which makes a lot of sense you look at yeah. the NFL for instance they have a huge break don't yeah. they so they're anyone who doesn't watch NFL their seasons run from September to the end December. of December and then if you're in the playoffs it goes to the start of February so you have a good sort of eight months off wow. there, but then they have mini camps. They, they, they have mini camps all. They have mini camps all the way yeah. through, though. So they might have a month off. Then they're in for a couple of weeks. Another wow. month off in for a couple of weeks. So I think in in our football, 
I think that will become more of the norm. Even though we've got a shorter gap, I can see us having a couple of weeks off, then in for a week, and then have another couple of weeks off. It's sensible, though, isn't it, not to have too big a gap. Even yeah. in schools, like you have a six-week summer break. Yeah. I mean, that is that is crazy with knowing yeah. how everybody learns to have a six-week summer break. I think it was something to do with, from years ago, something to do with farming or something like that, like with the seasons. Okay. But how ridiculous. Obviously, try getting... Try changing that though with the teachers, but yeah. you shouldn't. You should know six weeks is a ridiculous amount of time, isn't it? Just to have off. So I think it'll definitely football will be more of that two weeks. Two and they weeks. split it a lot, don't they? At the top end, they, they'll have lads who have obviously done a lot of international stuff. Yeah. Lads yeah. who have got to yeah. the Champions League final, so they'll split it. But it's um, it's hard to manage that, isn't it? I suppose like in yeah. in house when you've got different lads coming in and obviously different programs that they've got to be on. Yeah. That's a strange scenario. I think if you're at the very very top, it's a little bit different. So say if you're a a Jack Grealish coming back and you could be given an extra couple of weeks because you've been playing with England. Um, but for me, I remember when I had internationals and I got an extra couple of weeks off. I think even after the Euros, I had three weeks extra off than the rest of the lads. But in my head, I'm thinking, I want to start first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. I cannot be three weeks behind the yeah. lads. So I remember coming in early on, on that and I remember Kenny Jacket was manager at the time and he was like, no, take your time. And I was like, no, I want, I want to come in. Just because I was more worried about yeah. losing my place. Yeah, whereas all the other in lads, your head, though, you probably are. Thinking, so I'm thinking other, mid, yeah, yeah. other midfielders are there trading. They're impressing like, yeah. them. And I'm here on holiday. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling bad. You see all the lads yeah. all running around yeah. training and getting the balls out. And yeah, you're sat there having a San Miguel. Yeah. Suddenly thinking, hold on a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm falling way behind. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I remember speaking to Joe as well, like quite some time ago. And he was saying that. Joe I, Hart. Yeah, Joe, sorry, Joe Hart. And he was saying about. Um, and get, he got two weeks. He said, yeah, I've got two weeks this year and then I'm back yeah. at it. And I think that's when he was involved in the England setup. So, Yeah, yeah it would be. It'd be normal, yeah. I mean, I suppose you, you're being paid astronomical amounts, but I, I, I do also think, you know, yeah, you right. are human and like, you know, there's that physical element. Are you able to... You need to that. That's why people do rest. retire from internationals. You'd think that everyone would want to play internationals for as long as they possibly could, but those windows, especially Premier League level, they'll get time off in those windows. If you're not playing international football, you'll get four weeks of the year during the season where you'll yeah. get time off. You can see where your body probably needs it as you get older. That's why I retired. I retired from international duty before it got started <laughs> just because I knew I needed to bit Didn't my peak. Didn't put yourself yeah. under pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought that. I thought that. I was like, why is he not getting picked more for England? <laughs> Do they still do what, what, what used to happen when we were younger? Where you used to get like, the young and pretty, you used to get the young lads to like, wear the boots in and that. Did anybody do that? Can you do it? You must not remember I remember that. that. I remember Lowe yeah, used yeah. to get, the, lad, the young did. lads used to be buzzing because they would get yeah. Luke's boots, Ryan. But yeah, but if you're a size nine and the, the pro comes up to you and says, here, these, I'll wear these size sevens. Just to say for the listeners, so it'd be like, because obviously when you get new boots, it would often give you blisters, wouldn't it? Especially when they were like harder boots, yeah. but they're harder leather. So you'd the get the young lads, hard. yeah, you'd get the younger lads to wear your boots in for you to soften the leather. So like basically you let the young lads take the blisters so you don't <laughs> soften your boots up. So we used to have it at Sunderland, they'd come in like, I don't know, someone like David Kelly would come in, he'd be like, hello peasants. Like obviously he says how to wear your yeah. when you'd say, who's a size eight? And someone would go, it's Sam. And he'd go, right, um... Can you wear me boots in for like training? So you'd put on these boots, wouldn't you? Like <laughs> wreck your feet, yeah. and then oh. they'd be fine. Then you got ready for you. Yeah, all your you've got blisters, and then you'd have to then you'd have to um, wear your own boots in as well. After yeah. that, you give, <laughs> give them back. You're like, yeah, I'm have to do that first game of the season. You're wearing your own boots oh, in. Like horrible, that. horrible. Remember and however much training you did, first game of the season was always boiling hot, and you were always always blown. I coped really well with that. That was all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that bright red face. Literally that. couldn't breathe that's after dry, five minutes. Yeah, that dry mouth feeling is horrible, isn't it? In the first game. Yeah. How much does it really matter though, you know, when the results do you think pre season? You know, if you, I mean, I remember at Shrewsby when we, did we win like nine pre season games or something like that? 
we won nine pre-season games and it came the first game of the season and we drew or something like and does it does it matter I, how, I, how, what, what emphasis are you putting on results Gav at the moment not not a lot but there's always that bit in your stomach that wants to get to it. so we we played Northampton the weekend just gone and uh, we lost 2-1 we were dominant in the game really dominant we had a, a, a local referee who, like, who's been brilliant for the club over the years that probably a couple of decisions should have had a penalty. One of our lads got fouled in the middle of the pitch. All the excuses start coming out. But you know yourself, like we dominated the game. And, and, and from that, I just want my players to see that everything that we're working on, when it comes to fruition, we can get the benefits of it. So as much as I was a bit like, oh yeah, you know, referees helped us out. And oh yeah, you know, it's, I, I was still a little bit bitter at the fact that we didn't win the game because we were dominant. And, and obviously from that, it gives the players a good message, doesn't it? But the reality is we come out of it and we want to get uh, minutes in our legs. We want to stay healthy. We want to educate and we want to be competitive. But, you know, it was, it was a difficult day for me because although it was a brilliant day and we're getting lots of plaudits for the way we're playing football and obviously the players are gelling and they're starting to learn picked up a couple of injuries which isn't ideal and then Gav's just had a text with one of his better yeah. players well I can't say better players one of you well, one, one of you one of you, all, one of you one of your good players they're all he brilliant a, but yeah I think he, we're, we're, from the weekend we've had four niggles so obviously going into tomorrow's game it leaves us depleted but which is fine because as long as they're ready for August the 5th because really going back to your point as long as they're ready for August the 5th the results are immaterial because how many how many pre-seasons have you played? Like like what you were just saying yeah. there. When I, when I played for Shrewsbury, I played nine pre-season games, played in every single one. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the championship by Christmas. This is walking apart. Played the first game of the season at home against Rochdale. I remember going up for a header with Grant Holt, getting off the floor, pulling the mud off my face and tasting blood and thinking, yeah, we might not. This didn't not, happen in pre-season. Might, <laughs> yeah, this, this didn't happen against Stoke. You know, and it's like all of a sudden... That changes. So I'm not overly concerned with results because we all three of us know that you can be brilliant in terms of results, but not quite in the team and then get spanked on a, on an opening day. And sometimes you can be, look, it's not, the results aren't there, but you know it's gelling. We're, we're there, like results are, uh, are immaterial, but there's always that competitiveness in your yeah, stomach. I, mean, I think as a player, it probably, it, it feels like it matters more, the results, because the amount of times where you're at the start of pre-season and you just play in 45 minutes each, so yeah, split the squad up. And then the first half, the boys go and win 2-0. And the second half, you come on and you lose 2-0. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, your yeah. head's gone. and you yeah. We did our bit, lads. Yeah, we yeah. the first half, lads. We did our Well, when we were in the Isle of Man, I'd, like, obviously some of the lads come off after 60 minutes. So we, we did quite a big change around. But it was nil-nil. And Isle of Man, brilliant, really. It was ideal for us because everything we've been working on, they camped in. It's really difficult to break down, but it was literally just wave after wave for us from sort of just into our half constantly. But then the, the lads come on with 30 minutes well, to go. knackered. Yeah, knackered. <laughs> Win 2-0. Okay. So yeah. when we went 2-0 up, I just turned to the bench and went, how brilliant have the lads been yeah. that have come on tonight? And they're all cracking yeah, up yeah. going like, you know, laughing. This, looks, going, like my, this looks like my start 11. Yeah, yeah. Really and like. that's good with these lads. You can have that sort of bit. But that, but deep down, they'll all be thinking, is, he, is the gaffer like yeah. telling the truth there? You do that because like, it's the... The main, well, you, you do feel it all the time in pre-season in particular. You are so competitive with the other players in oh, your yeah. position, yeah. Aren't you? Yeah, because you're you're fighting for it, aren't you? And you know that the team's not going to be the same, but you still that first game of the season. Yeah. You want to be in the team, yeah. like that's the game I I always remember being most nervous for, but I, excited as well. The first game, it was yeah, it's amazing. such a big deal, wasn't it? And you were like a butterflies, but a buzz as well. And you want to be in that team first game of the season, and like. It's massive. And it's hard now because the, the other side of it is in order to be successful at any level, in my opinion, you need a squad. And I think I saw the interview with Eddie Howe yesterday 
and he was just saying about um, is it Lascelles the centre half? Yeah. yeah, and he was just saying to, he'd been out, hadn't he? But the emphasis on even though he'd been out, the contribution he'd made to the group behind the scenes was imperative to what they did on the pitch. You're sort of saying to the players, listen, you've got to be competitive and you've got to get your shirt. But equally, if if you're not in at that time, you've got to contribute to the group and that takes a good person, yeah. doesn't it, to be able to do and that's, that's a hard thing to do, but something you have to demand of your well, players now. It's healthy competition, isn't it? If you've got, like, say, me and Dave are competing for the same spot, isn't it? And you know, you can still... Get on, get on a little bit. As long yeah. as you're not kicking each other in training, but you want it to be like. But you know, Sam, in those little dark corners of the of the car journey, you know, in the changing room and stuff like that, there's some lads that turn, don't they? And they want oh, instead yeah. of taking responsibility, they want to start, you know, dropping in little things and becoming a bit acid mm-hmm. in the change room. Whereas, actually, I think my group are, are very, very aware that look, all of them will play a part at some point in the season, but they've got to fight for it. And and when they're not in it, they've got to contribute to the group. As a manager, it is key to make sure those lads who aren't starting are, are, are on track with you. Yeah. Because if what? they start to like a little bit of poise, because you see it happen all the time in football, yeah. little bits of poise in the dressing room, I'm not playing, manager's shit, coaches are shit, yeah. everything's shit. How's he starting? Yeah. And if, if, he get, if they can kind of recruit a few more players around them who have that same mentality, then all of a sudden yeah. it just spreads It becomes team, herd mentality. It? And, I, and I, I'm, I feel it before it even starts to happen. I'm, them, that's what, one it, of my, so I, I stamp it out straight away. Yeah. I'll, I'll be very vocal it's, it's about it. It's really hard to do that when lads on players. Like, um, it was a really good interview with someone who was playing for Gary Megson. They said Gary Megson, I think it was Nicky Eden it was, he was on... Yeah, might be on under the cosh, and he's got them. In, he's got them in like Gary makes in a starting eleven, and he's like, "You're my starting eleven, not them." Whatever he called them, like see you like this is my starting eleven. Like you are the ones and all that, not them lot, you lot. Like on a Friday, and then like two weeks later, obviously, like the team's different. He's got them for him. You are my starting eleven, not them. And they're thinking, hold on a minute, he's seeing the yeah. same about us. But lads, you've got lads. to manage. They're the one. They're the hardest yeah. ones to manage because you've oh, got definitely. eleven. 11 are buzzing with you because they're starting. The subs, might some might be all right, some might not be, depending on where they are in their careers. But them ones who aren't in your team, they're the difficult ones. They're the key, aren't they? That's yeah, but they, but they can't be difficult anymore, Sam. Like, they have to be on board. And it's like, you, you're right. It, yeah, but it's annoying. Like, if, you, if you're not picking me, I'm yeah, annoyed at you. Yeah, I'm but, annoyed but at you. The, the only, when you, when you go down the pathway of where it's going to end up, if you're going to be difficult, if the manager hits smells for one second that you're going to be in those dark corners causing problems, you're gone. You're isolated. You can't win as a player. So my message to the players is, listen, stay on board. If you want to be a part of it, stay on board and just trust the manager. And I've said to my players, every single one of them was out of contract. They're my players because I, I didn't have to sign them. It was my decision to sign them. So I I stay true to myself that if they yeah. decide to work hard, show desire, do a job and a half for, for the team and for the group, they'll be a part of it all season. But ultimately, you're in a better position as a player Regardless if you're in the team or out the team, you'll be in a better position if the team's doing well. Yeah. Because if you're not in the team, the team's doing really well. It's not great, but the lads are doing well. But if they're not doing well and you're not in the team, yeah, that's horrible. Then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, yeah that's. I can't it's like oh, when he used to be injured. I remember Martin Smith telling me suddenly when he, whenever he was injured, because he was injured a lot, and he, when he was injured, like, oh, we're missing Smudger, we're missing Smudger. He used to say, I'm a better player when I'm not, <laughs> like, when I'm not in the team. Yeah, all the fans love me. He said, when I'm playing, I'm getting loads of stick. And it was the same yeah. with it. So it should be with me. I'd be warming up and they'd all be singing my name. And like, you'd play like a couple of games, not have a good year. Get him off. Get <laughs> yes, <Aiden laughs> off. I've yeah. been hold on a minute. Yeah, I, think, true, I, I think it will be harder as well to keep people happy at lower level. So as you start to get sort of to league one, league two, and then down to non-league because the contracts are so short. So if yeah. you're not playing and you know you're up at the end of the season, yeah. you're competing. Whereas if you're Absolutely. in the Premier League and you're on a three or four or five year contract, whatever it is, it's not the be all and end all if yeah. you have six months of not playing because you know you'll get another chance there or somewhere else. But yeah. 
there's no disrespect to Brackley if you've got one of the lads who's not played all year and all of a sudden yeah. contract's up it's going to be a lot harder for him to find a better club next season absolutely I think, um, it's funny that you mentioned about going in the going in the sea now a lot of clubs do that don't they pre late pre-season now a lot of water working stuff I've seen that I've seen quite a few clips of that what's the idea behind that and there's non, non-weight bearing stuff or what I think like yeah depending on what it is you're doing in there if you're going in there for recovery that obviously there's this craze isn't there around a the cold bath which is like proven isn't it yeah. to be really good for you I've yeah. got one out there it's um they're, they're, I was in one in it this morning like I can't get out of it mate I love it because it's it just That's gives amazing, you a real yeah. great feeling as well like I don't know the science behind it is one thing but even just whether it's like we talk a lot don't we about it? it's like sometimes even if it's in your head but I think the, the other side of it is like yeah of course like non-weight bearing like you know if you're doing um, unopposed stuff in training the, the best thing to do is to get them in the pool and get them doing that cardio stuff and Jimmy Quinn used to t- were you there dear when Jimmy Quinn used to do his, we had swimming sessions didn't we seven in the morning like yeah. every morning we did it at Wrexham as well and like Tom Kearney one time so obviously the problem is you're dealing with lads again aren't you yeah. so you're taking them swimming and you're just like just be sensible lads yeah. obviously we weren't I remember when we were walking out the pool the usual stuff you try and put each other in <laughs> I remember like I've tried to throw Tom Kearney in the swimming baths at Wrexham but he must have been like about nine foot away from the pool so he's just hit like the half ground on the side <laughs> he's got this like massive bruise on his on his shin I was like just like don't tell the gaffer that that's <laughs> yeah, please, like please. that pushed you sorry like, I'm really like, sorry he was like oh, Sam come on mate he said that's ridiculous I, went, I know mate I thought the pool was closed <laughs> we did it remember when Gary Peters used to do it we, used to fit it. we, we had like about a month because he used to go through little crazes didn't he yeah. and we had a month where the game would finish and then he'd have a minibus waiting outside the, the players after entrance the game, uh, straight yeah. after the game Take us to Shrewsbury swimming baths and we'd be in there. Oh, all, all, all the families in there. There's that back room, like isn't that? there? Like yeah, not in the main bit. Yeah. And he took us in there about four four home games on the trot and he'd be like, oh, I've got to get on the minibus and go in the pool now. So he'd have to do this recovery in the pool. And then he was like, yeah, we've, we've drawn three and lost one. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah he used to that. go through it crazy. Yeah. I always felt like um, Gary Peters was a week behind everything. We'd play a footballing team and then the next week we just all football it's on the training yeah, yeah. I'll be like oh my god this is brilliant and then we play someone like Torquay yeah, yeah beat up yeah and he'd be like you get smashed a bit go right we're going back, we're to, back front. to front yeah back we're going back to front, back to front. So stick it in the corners and you'd be like oh god what about settling to a new team then Dave so when you went say when you went to Wolves obviously pre-season's a key time for a player isn't it because you've got to you've got to settle in you've got to prove yourself you've got to show you're a good lad you've got to impress you've got to impress the gaffer you want to try and make friends, don't you? It's a, it's a, it's a lot, isn't it, pre-season for that? How, how did you cope with that when you went to Wolves? It ha- well, it ha- only happened twice to me in my career. So it was when I went to Luton, that was a pre-season. Yeah. When I went to Wolves, that was a January. Oh, so that's completely different. Yeah, right. Um, and then when I went to Red... No, actually, that Red wasn't... That was in the season as well. So only once, really, when I went to Luton. Tell us, tell us how you felt going to Luton. I'm nervous first. That was nervous because that's the first time I changed clubs as well. So Shrewsbury is everything I, I'd ever known. And you kind of... That's never too bad because you come through an age group on the 16s knowing players yeah, yeah. and then you go with them into the youth team and then by the time you get into the first team you already know players so going to Luton first time moving away from home yeah that was that was difficult just nerves more than anything just walking into that dressing room not knowing anyone and everybody's got their little like mates exactly yeah, mates. yeah and even a lot of new signings I was more of a younger one they'll kind of know players from yeah. playing against them or whatever as I literally didn't know anyone when and sat Sat in the corner by yourself. Yeah, oh, I did, bless. and kind of you don't know who to ask for kit and all those yeah. sorts of things. It's a little bit awkward as you get older. You, I imagine that experience is a lot easier. But at 21 years old, that yeah, was daunting. Hard. And we went straight to um, a university down in Hertfordshire at the time, uh, just to do testing. And like I've always been 
fit as anything with the running. Yeah. And straight away, that was kind of my thing. Right, I'm going to proper impress. But I had all the old lads, as you do, just on me straight away. What are you doing, you busy little prick? Uh-huh. <laughs> but you've got to do definitely it. definitely be mean, Gavsy, and yeah. 100%. But, you, um, you've, but got, you've got to do it. But yeah, I was more, my sole focus was to try and find some friends, like around my yeah, sort of, of age course, yeah. and then try and get close because I'm moving away from home don't know anyone I need someone you to be able to lunch with and help connect with and that and I was I was quite lucky after two or three days I had a group of two lads. or three of the lads which I got on really well with and then it was nice there's one lad in particular I was really friendly with and I got really friendly then with his mates he was from Luton so I got really friendly with all of his mates as well yeah, so then every, like, but every day after training he would I'd go back to his house we would brilliant go for some food, play FIFA and things like that. Then I'd end up going back to the hotel or to my house when I got it, probably eight, nine o'clock at night. And that made it so much easier. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, every, it's everything because it, it is it is hard work when you're going, especially when you're young. When you're older, you're a, you're a bit more like, you're a bit more wise, aren't you? And you sort of cope with things. But I remember like when you were a young lad, I remember like when I went, went to Chester, and that was only on loan. And they would like just like just throw your kit down there, and I just threw me kit down and stuff. And like there's like the lads, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. go and, go and knock on the gaffer's door and tell him you were, like <laughs> yeah. you'd be like yeah yeah. Oh, you got to go like yeah. and I never did that, but you hear things about oh the, the gaffer lights flowers or something, <laughs> all that stuff like that. Because you don't know that you as a young lad and like you're, you're ripe for it. But yeah, as you get older, when I was older and went to new clubs, you didn't know, know a lot of people. Yeah, I think when you when you go and you're a young lad, it's the, wor- it's the worst thing is when someone comes in and they just they try too hard too early yeah and they're just like you mean like they come in like in a vest and rosary beads yeah and stuff <laughs> like that yeah yeah sometimes you pull it off but <laughs> um, I, I know exactly what you mean when they're trying to, yeah. uh, to impress and it's like the on, the only way you can gain your respect is if you're a good player or if you train or, or, well or, or, or i think if you're a really good lad people yeah. will like you as a lad like yeah if you've got if you're a, if you're a good player and a good lad perfect but that, if that takes a, a lot lad, of time though yeah, if it? you're a good lad and you're not a great player the lads will sort of like you as a person i've, I've just and had a lad come in and he's he's come in and uh he's trained relatively okay played played one game played got about eight or nine out of ten straight away he's in because he's done well yeah you know, he's like, and he's going to be benefit. He's going to get, he's going to help them get the win. He's going to so contribute. He's going to help the team. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. yeah. So they're like, right, we can validate you now. But the the worst one is like, and I've seen them like a couple of times, and there's like, I won't mention names, but you, you remember the lad that come to Shrewsbury, the keeper. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you when you talk about lads like him, you just think, don't you? Like, came in, yeah. We played away at Barnet, didn't we? And like the game was delayed because the electric was like the electricity had gone off or something. Yeah. And he was just like, he'd literally been there like two sessions, hadn't he? Yeah. And he was telling me, like, we're warming up for a game. And he was saying, yeah, I won't do his accent because I don't know. <laughs> but he's, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's like going, yeah, the gaffer's told me I'm going to be number one next yeah, year ahead yeah. of Joe. And I'm like going, oh, okay, thinking, yeah, that ain't happening. It's insecurity out there, isn't it? But then he was like, he was, he, was in the, he was in the middle of the changing room being a class clown. It's like, oh, mate, you've been Too here early. like three Too sessions, much, mate, yeah. relax. And, like, if, and I suppose if you pull it out of the bag and you play well, you can maybe get away with it. But if, you, if you're not the best and you've come across like that, you're like, yeah. yeah. For you, Sam, because sort of personality wise at Shrewsbury, you'd have been, once your feet are under the table and you get to know people, you'll be quite a big character in that group, quite vocal bit of a joker then when you go and sign for the next team do you go back to square one and just wait for it to play out a little bit a little bit I mean well I went to Tramia didn't I there but I knew like Jason McAteer I knew a couple of the lads and like Ryan Lord said a couple of lads look after me so I was all right there and I went yeah. for like 
a couple of drinks early doors. I know you like you say about going for a beer and that, but it does help. Oh, it gets you when I first massively. came to Shrewsbury, you remember like the like first thing it was like, oh, we're going for a beer. Yeah. And I just sort of half invited myself. Yeah. That was it then. And you get in then because yeah. you're seen as a good lad and you come yeah. in and you mix and you get around in, you have a chat and it's a good thing. I mean, when I went to Northampton and had the number 10 shirt at Northampton, <laughs> didn't I? So obviously like a lot, lot of them didn't really know who I was. Like it was Sean Dyche and Eon Jess and I had a number 10 shirt. I ended up like I started off like first game of pre-season like I'm on free kicks and that <laughs> so, I'm like so we played Norwich away and I was like on free, I was still on free kicks you know like not 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 to shoot like free kicks like out yeah. wide like trying to whip the ball in in yeah. number 10 I was thinking like cross between like Beckham and Ward Browse I was thinking <laughs> How long is it going to take? Yeah. I think it got to like a week. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah. I thought, can I just reinvent myself? Yeah, like is it Letizia or something? Yeah, yeah. with number, number Did 10. Did you start believing it? You yeah. started going, so I, I think start, I can do like, this. So I was like playing, in, I was like playing a bit of a three and I was thinking, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, then I think like, a week before the start of the season, I think they just like, it came up like three kicks, four, and I was just nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I thought, oh, I've been out with like, I realised, <laughs> I realised, I thought, I don't know if I just keep that going, but. Yeah, because you because you can be a little bit different, can't you? And let, I think any mistakes that you've made, I think it, I was so much more professional when I went to sort of Tramia in Northampton and didn't have the reputation of Trewsby where you were seen as a bit of a lad. So I went there and like then I was become like quite a you know a good professional at, at those clubs and was got got to be known as a yeah. good professional. And probably like those lads had expectations of themselves to be professional, so it was easy for you to slip into yeah. as opposed yeah. to go, I'm going to be a bit yeah. of a Jack the Lad because yeah. that that was like you know. That was some group, wasn't it? You know, when you talk about the Lowys and the Lukes of the world and Tollies of the world and all that, that's some group that are always going to go, you know, a little bit that, that way, yeah. aren't they? Well, yeah, be, just because, At that we're, time. because we're all young lads. Yeah, we? yeah, of course. You've got, you've got a core of lads, like, who are aged between 20 and 25, all playing football together, yeah. all best mates, you know. like well, It's like if that, if that was on a building site, if that's a group of them lads, that it's, they're going to be out and about, aren't they, around town? Yeah. And yeah, they're going to get themselves into a mess. So, yeah, that was a little spell I had on being on kicks <laughs> Northampton number 10 shirt <laughs> my one was um, when I come back from I snapped my cheekbone at Shrewsbury and Gary Peters pulled me and he said to me I'm going to turn you into the next Steve Witten anyone who doesn't Steve remember Witten. who Steve Witten he was yeah. the winger that used to play for um, Ipswich but he was like 6 foot 4 so I was like, I knew who he was because yeah, so obviously he, I'm from. You played a bit, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So in training, what all that happened was because I couldn't make any contact because my cheekbone, he just stuck me out on the left. Like, to this day, just get the ball out your feet, whip it in a second six yard box. Happy days. I thought that's a bit of me. So I was doing it and obviously getting all this joy. Next unopposed. Next average, you know, yeah, yeah. Literally <laughs> unopposed. No one around me. The easiest thing in the world for training. But because I'm getting all this joy, lads are going, oh, it's unbelievable, great ball, Gavin. unbelievable, Gavin. I'm like going, flipping, I could do this. But then not knowing, Gary Peters has stood there because he loved his little fads, like I was saying. He's going, I think he could be the next Steve Witten. So he pulled me and he, and he arranged an in-house game at the training ground, played me there against Definitely. the youth team. And I like, literally stood there for about 10 minutes thinking, I've, I haven't done anything. I haven't moved or anything. Then I got the ball and I hit this cross-field cross ball, went through and scored. He just went, that'll do, finish. So I was thinking, only about 25 minutes gone. Literally the only thing I did, he pulled me in after, he went, you're going to be the next Steve Witten. I've seen enough. So I played 60 minutes for the first team. On the left. Got, got dragged after 60 <laughs> minutes. I'll be honest, that was generous. Yeah. <laughs> that was generous, yeah. Gaffer, I was, get me the number five shirt I was again. surprised. Gaffer, that, number 11 shirt yeah. in the bin. Yeah. Not I was that. surprised I got through half time. But um, yeah, I remember I went, I went on a bit, of a, a bit of a run. I pushed it past the lad. And I think I'm actually going to do it. And I've hit this cross. 
And I'll, you know, when you just think, I've made, it's, it's happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a winger. And then yeah, I over it across, it went out the other way, and that's probably the best I did. So and I just, I didn't have the cardio for it either. I would like because I was so used to different, being a centre half. Yeah. It was so different. Yeah, I couldn't, down, I couldn't come short to running behind. I couldn't run high to come short. I was just thinking to myself, this ain't me. But yeah, that's another one of yeah. Gary's, I've seen, I've Gary's seen, facts. I've seen to have done all positions. I remember we played Middlesbrough in the FA Cup at, at Wolves, and Kevin Foley was our right back. An unbelievable season. And it was so important that Mick wanted to look after him. So the FA Cup game, because we were sort of top of the league at that point. So I need to rest Kev. And then we didn't really have any other right backs. And then he pulled me into his office before he said, I'm thinking of playing you right back. Do you fancy? I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's fine. I'll smash that. Went down. He named the team. None of the lads knew. And named me right back. A few eyebrows being raised. And somebody's come over to me and I've started laughing and giggling with him and stuff like that. And he's like, Edo, get over here. (laughs) Came over and says, you laughing about playing right back? And I was like, no, no, they were just saying, he says, if you don't want to play, don't play. And then he started to lose his head at me straight away. I was like, no, 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 it wasn't about that. Oh, it's something no. else, something else. So I ended up playing there and enjoyed it. But yeah, I've done everything. I remember Shrewsbury, one of my, I think it was my last season there when I, when I was first there. I think Andy Cook or someone got injured in training, maybe on the Thursday before the start of the season. And Gary, Pete, and Gary Peters put me up front for the first two games of the number, season. Number nine, yeah. on, number nine on your back. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> number nine. But um, then I scored first game. I think yeah. we drew to Mansfield 2 2 or something. Oh, like I remember that, that game. Yeah. yeah. So I played up front in that game as well. I enjoyed it. But the fitness up front, I was absolutely blown because you're just sprinting in behind all the time. Yeah, Compared yeah. to like in midfield, it's more up and down. And that's that's hard, GP as well, where you've got to oh. like, tell me to smash it in the corners. That's, that absolutely is the hardest blowing. position on the pitch that I think is centre forward, isn't it? In terms of your outcome. Yeah. It's hard to score goals, isn't it? Yeah, and you and like and that's what you're getting judged on. You know, you can't like this. Do, do, you can't do okay if you either score or you don't score, isn't it? I think. You you've got to be you've got to offer something incredible, haven't you? In order to be seen in a good life. If you haven't scored for ten games, I remember I played with um, uh, Louis Malt, a good friend of mine. Uh, I think he's just gone. He's just gone to Dundee from Motherwell, but um, Malt he was at Wrexham. Uh, went on done really well at Preston, but it, like we played with him, and he came to us. Uh, I think he came on loan from Northampton. And he didn't score for 10 games, literally like could not score. But the contribution he made to the team was like, he would hassle, Harry, chase, everything he did. He was amazing for us. And then when he did score, I think it was on the 10th game, when he did score, we all went, put him on our shoulders, like paraded like them Peter around. Crouch, like, didn't it? Yeah. Crouch, when he didn't yeah. score yeah. for them games. Oh, he was, he, honestly, and, but then after that, he just hit the ground running. But you've got to be incredible, haven't you? If you're not scoring as a striker. You've got to be assistant massive yeah <laughs> you've got to be a big contribution to the team and yeah to stay in the team yeah to go yeah. as you said six seven eight games yeah just in terms of future guests and lads so we've got ryan barnett coming on haven't we yeah barnett's so that, agreed that'll be really good to see about rex i'm a bit jealous of rex aren't we with all the, the money and the exposure they've got so yeah so we know barney quite i know him quite often at shoes but you've coached him at telford yeah and then come through the ranks at shoes but then he had to drop really down good. to drop down a few leagues to soliel and yeah, then he's coming back through and flying it'd be, at rex to find out what is what it was all what it's been like at Wrexham from on that journey though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. All, but also the yeah, how how he coped with obviously getting let go by Shrewsbury. Yeah. And then having to drop down a few leagues and what what his perception of all that was at the time. And he, and even then before he signed for Solihull, we actually went in at Gloucester who were in the conference north for a month just to train through the pandemic. And didn't yeah. get so even then he was like, well, it wasn't he wasn't getting offered. He was just there training, playing. Work. Just and I think they wanted to commit to him, but he was in two minds and then Fortunately, the solid old thing came up. It's, good. Um, it's I mean, it's it's good stories like that because we were talking just before the podcast, weren't we, about our boys and all these young lads who get released from clubs and how you think it can feel like the end of the road, can't it? You know, you get released from a football club. And I think we have a lot of listeners 
So we have some young lads, but we have a lot of dads who've got kids like in grassroots football and academy football yeah. and shadow squads and things. Realise that, you know, getting released is, is part of the journey, isn't it? Like yeah. everybody gets released or everybody gets dropped or everybody gets setbacks. It's, it's a shame a lot of lads that'll be the end of the road now. Yeah, then they'll, they'll lose interest themselves yeah. then. Lose motivation. But, yeah. you know, hopefully so like... I think Barney's story will be really good. We're going to get Drew Broughton on as well. We're going down to see him. He's the fear coach. So you can follow him on Instagram before before the podcast, any listeners. He's a really good one to listen to. You want to get motivated. He talks about healthy disrespect and things like that and fear and courage in football. He's quite intense. He's quite an intense character, but he's good. I'd be a really good listen. So follow him on Instagram. Jody Craddock, fascinating person as well, isn't he? Come out of football, become an artist now. Really, really intelligent, interesting, interesting man. He was, were you with him at Wolves, weren't you, Dave? Sunderland, I was, yeah. I was with him. Played in that famous playoff final against Charlton, 4-4. Men, Mendonca scored three that's four, it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Jody marked him. We'll bring that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring definitely that bring that up. <laughs> and we've got Jack Price as well coming on. Saw him last night. Really good, interesting story about him as well. Life in Colorado Rapids and decision to leave football leave England at a young age and go somewhere like that whether or not you know we had them discussions about sorry Ruben Neves going out to play then would you do it interesting to get Jack Price's take he's on a great that, lad though. him Jack isn't he yeah. great he lad. said he's yeah. a top top player isn't he oh brilliant so underrated like proper proper player we want to get him in the Shrewsby town don't we centre yeah. mid they'll do well that'd be a massive coup well to get him, yeah. that, could that happen that's a massive coup if they get him he's, in, he's, he's injured at the moment isn't yeah, he Jack? he's injured um, but but he's, yeah, surely he's, he's more cha- top end championship yeah. though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a championship player. Yeah, Local lad, isn't he? Loves Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah. oh, flipping it, that would be signing yeah, I mean, of, sign of the century. If that we one. sign him, we'll, we'll take a little. Yeah, a little. Cut. It's going to have to be fifteen percent because there's three of us, so five yeah. percent each. So yeah, we'll it'd be right with that, wouldn't it? Five percent of his wages, yeah. and then he and he listens, doesn't he, Jack? So Jack, just to let you know, that's done deal. Five percent, five percent for Gav, five for Dave, five for Sam. Thank you. Easy. Job done. I'm worried about you going up to Lowy and taking all that percentage and getting yeah, a bit of Yeah, me and Ryan will do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as well, we're going to try and have a bit of a go with, with YouTube. Now, my mate Steve, who does Steve the Transit Camper, is all over YouTube. and he, You're promoting people now, he's come, eh? Well, yeah, a little bit. But he's going to help us, hopefully. <laughs> because we, we're not getting enough subscribers on YouTube. So he was saying like some ideas about what you need to do, what you need to put into search engines and stuff. So we're going to try and get our YouTube channel going a bit. Happy days. So it should be. I mean, like visually, us, visually, us three, visually, we're very, a good, we're a good watch, aren't we? We're better. We look better than what we sound. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe we're not getting more um, more viewers, considering how many listeners. We well, get. that's when the groupies will come if we start doing like more YouTube yeah, stuff. And we be careful. I've got a lot to be played at the moment. I don't need to be getting hassle from like female fans Come here with all a stick. Yeah, we did uh, get the balls out, didn't we, last year, which is a really good yeah. crack with a few Shrewsbury players yeah. where we did a little bit of a, a training session with them. And we'll do some more stuff like that. Yeah. I'm desperate to get Doing you boys golf. on the golf course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Me and Gav don't play golf, but I, we'll, we'll make the best. I'll all folly it down a fairway. Yeah. yeah. Probably still, we'll stick it, head it, head still, it. still stick it in a rough. <laughs> head it, head it. Well, we'll definitely do that. What, what are you thinking? Like, you and, you and who against me and Gav? Some, yeah, something like we've got versus budging have invited three. us to that golf tournament, haven't yeah. they? So we're we're going to go. What's that? September. I'm off to bed. Bridge yeah, North Golf Club. I've got your clubs. Just let me just let me drive and a put. I'll be sound. I'm left handed though. So we're going to. We, can I we? Think, I don't think it make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we go? Um, can we go before that? Tournament, that budging tournament, the yeah, Bridge North Golf it. Club. Let's get a few. Let's see if a few of the Shrewsbury players will 
yeah. come along and we'll do a yeah. little bit of a challenge. Who, who's who's good at golf? It Harry Burgoyne. Well, let's, well, let's avoid yeah. him then. Let's get yeah. the rubbish ones. I play with H a little bit. He's Harry was in the last video. So he's quality, great lad. Yeah. Get, let's get him in there. But yeah. let's like... And then he can, he can recruit play a couple of players for us, can he? Yeah. I'd love to we, see Daniel. Uh, uh, we've got to get Daniel there. Daniel Udo. Me and you, Gav, need to go. We need to hit go to the driving range. Yeah. I'll, mate, I'll... I'll a natural, a natural. Normally, just if you put it in, if you, what is it? What, the bat. If you put the bat in my hand, mate. I'll <laughs> I'm just careful about giving it a big one because if we actually do this and record it, oh, this, is well, get, any, this is going to get really If there's pissed. any Shrewsbury fans, well, there's Shrewsbury fans, listen to this. Start tagging some Shrewsbury players that you want to see on our little golf chat. Great shout. Get yeah. after them so they know we're about. Yeah. I've done had my, my mid range game but, but the is thing really is, good. Things like we'll have a laugh. George, you say mid range. Mid range game. <laughs> is, that, is that, yeah, mid range. I don't what, know, but the problem is, what happened is, we'll get there, me and you'll be having the laugh, Gavin joking, like, and Dave will get, because like, oh. he gets proper serious. He has the glove and everything. We'll end up falling out. Like, Dave, Dave gets the glove. Yeah, Dave will walk off. Everyone like, wears a glove. Did I? <laughs> Yeah. Me, me and you will be having the laugh and the joke. Shh, like, I'm, you know, I'm on the t- I'm on the tee and all that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be fun. But if Dave starts being too serious, like I'm, I'm jacking it in. It's quite therapeutic, isn't it? I um, I've taken a couple of my lads for golf days when oh, uh, oh, my you previous told me you'd role. Never played. Well, I didn't. I was in the buggy and I had like a crate of butt in the back <laughs> and I just drove around abusing. So it was therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think yeah. that was probably that role in the yeah. golf then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really therapeutic. Yeah, and then I did a budging day as well, budging, and I, I did the nine holes. And I'll be honest, I just got a bit. I was just a bit good at it. That was the <laughs> <laughs> I just, because I was in the leaderboard, I didn't want to embarrass people, so I left it. Yeah, after nine holes, I sort of, I ducked out a little bit. Well, give it a go. I had, uh, Skitty was with me. Skitty was in my team and he was smashing it. Is he any good? Skitty. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. Yeah. yeah, he was good. He, he, can he come on our team then? He was holding up our end of the bargain, definitely. I actually think we did quite well on the day because of Skitty. Let's get, let's I don't want to do a disservice. Maybe Kev Sandwith did well as well. Jamie Haynes was abysmal. But for, like, like, prop, the worst, the worst ones. Jamie Haynes, right? Turns up, he's got his clubs. He's, he's actually got, got he's, clubs. He has got really small he's arms. All, he's got yeah, T Rex arms. Yeah, he's got all the gear, and then he's terrible. Yeah. So and I'm just like, worse, wears the hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just can't. I'm like, yeah, mate, like, well, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not coming looking yeah. the part. He won't be having any of it. Pressure, like, yeah, he won't have it. If you say to him what you like at golf, even now it'll be like, oh yeah, really good. He's not. He's shocking. Footballers or like, obviously, have always loved golf, and we used to go away with Sunday, and we used to play on these like amazing amazing um, courses like the lads were so serious like I was like like Kev Phillips and I was like you're taking the golf more serious than you do a Premier League match yeah this is ridiculous like what do 100% what, what we're doing like yeah, but should not be a bit of fun as well like what what, what we're doing for we're not I don't, I don't get it. like Dave, Dave already is, lo- is like yeah. me and you are laughing about it Dave's like Dave's, oh, uncomfortable. Dave's, Dave's getting annoyed at me and you like, <laughs> like joking about he's just going to we're going to fall like out look at the veins yeah. in his arms we're going to so fall cute. out we're going to fall out like, we're not f- me and Gavlis go in the bar no, no, if no, Dave I, starts being so, rude listen we'll be in your here, domain so, so I think any, we'll take um, it seriously any listeners if you want certain players on start adding them and then any golf courses listening if you want to host us to come and do well Lillishaw Lillishaw Mark Sherville he's my mate the golf pro there Lillishaw will host us in a heartbeat so there's one. The golf pro. Yes, get He's the golf pro. Yeah. Three. yeah. I call him the doc because he makes everything better. Us, ah, well, so us, us three. And then you play like, a, like it'd be a four ball, wouldn't be a four ball, where you play like you take turns on your shots. Yeah. So like, if, if we have, if me or Gav Shank one, he can just get, he can help us <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. If we can get a golf course who doesn't mind playing more than four, then go play three or four holes and yeah. we'll do three versus three. Us three versus. Yes. And, and, and we'll have loads of subscribers and stuff on YouTube by then, so it'll be good publicity for them as well, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. Happy. Everyone wins. We'll do a post so we can share. Ele- so elevating others, aren't we? That's what yeah, we're all about. Absolutely. I'm all over it.
Right, anything else? Everybody all right? Nice little good time that, isn't it? With yeah. said 45 minutes, we've done 47. Nice Happy little run for someone that, isn't it? What about us yeah. doing it? Nice little run. Yeah. 45 minute run. What would you do? That's, that's probably a 10k that's that. Five, oh, I was going to say that's a 5k. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, what more are you going to do it every two weeks aren't we at the moment that's the plan isn't it I think well we just want to be fair to everyone don't we we'd want to be fair to everyone because if we, if we promise that we're going to be doing every week yeah. and we're not able to do it it's not fair is it so if we just say from the outset look we're all really busy other than Dave and if we just get it all boxed off <laughs> yeah. I know you've got well, the golf well, yeah. if, if, if we start doing yeah if we're managing to start doing recordings on the golf course we probably could fit one in a week couldn't we yeah. with, with well Wits did say something about how we could have headsets and stuff like that or like little cool, mics and it? stuff but he's gone quiet since we actually called like, him out um, who does it who, who does the golf Jimmy Bullard does it oh, not whatever you're doing that's table tennis that's t- <laughs> <laughs> that's you're, that's the way you're doing. moving your it's wrists not, I'm sure it's in lo- a lot of it's in the wrists so I'll have a chat with you after about it okay cheers <laughs> right well anyway so um, thanks very much for listening I hope you've enjoyed your run or your car journey or sitting at home in your pants or, your, or on your lounge or on holiday or on your lounge Sunday. or on holiday yeah. having a little bit oh, or on the golf course on the golf course on the golf course playing on yeah. your own airpods in love that people play on their own as well I mean, is, that no. bit, is that a bit sad? <laughs> yeah, well. Hey, Dave. It's, it's like going to the what cinema on like, your own, yeah, isn't it? That's like, it's like going for, it's going for a walk. That's all it is. It is, yeah. it is quite nice. I do like the idea I, of I've, it. I've gone quite a few times just on my own. AirPods, little walk for an hour. Is there anything that you'd like to do as like a hobby? Is there anything that like you know yeah. that appeals to you? Well, I would probably like getting into golf. I like, I, I like walking. I like, like going up like hills and that. You know, you go to Lake District and go yeah, walking. I like yeah. stuff like that. You'd love golf. Yeah, I think I will. Like some of the courses and that. Like now you're saying oh, it. Yeah. Oh no, we're getting we're sucked getting, in. We're, we're getting, getting sucked in. in. Oh, I'm, I'm getting rigged in. Very time consuming though. Do we have to, um, well, we have to stop wearing like, the trousers and that Dave wears? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, think they're, I do think they're optional. Oh, I do no, think they're optional. Oh, no, I hope not. Do you have? Do you wear the shoes and all that as well, Dave? Like the proper golf shoes. They're like normal trainers. Oh, are they? They're like normal trainers. You get like the top of it, like a visor. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm a bit thin back there. I wear a full on cap. Curls out everywhere John McEnroe <laughs> <laughs> right come on in right, thanks for listening everybody um, <laughs> cheers everyone, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.